Hello everyone and welcome to the Late Garden Podcast episode 0. Yes, I am aware that in the past I did a Late Garden episode and that was in Icelandic, but this is the Late Garden Podcast. Don't make this be more hard to explain than it is. Late Garden Podcast is the English version of, well, Late Garden Podcast. And then there's a Late Garden Hladvarp, which is Late Garden Podcast, but in Icelandic, with an Icelandic title. So. What will I do with the Icelandic podcast? I will talk about that later. It's actually going to be very similar to the English version, but just with Icelandic people, but also a little bit of a spice, a little bit of an extra thing over there. But this is episode zero, me, myself, and I, because it's just me today. I wanted the first episode, the actual first real episode to do, to do, to do, to be just me. Wow. Sorry. It's, it's a uh, 10 a.m. in the morning and uh, I'm not really with it, but we're gonna, we're gonna fight through. Uh, and I decided to do this episode live on Twitch and record it at the same time. So people that can see me in video form will see me on YouTube and Facebook and audio form is going to be on Spotify and wherever it will go when I upload. It should go on every single like like uh, media where you can listen to podcasts and music and such. Um, and I did have some questions from you guys, but I want to throw those questions in next time when I have a guest. Uh, I might have to do some self-casts, as I like to call it, where it's just me. Maybe I'll have to do this again. So why not uh, train it up by doing the first episode with just me, because maybe I won't be able to get a guest at some point, and then I'll just do it solo. Uh, but then, yeah, uh, the questions will be answered from you guys, and I, I think it's going to be more interesting when I answer them with a guest. So the questions that I have here are just questions that I decided to ask myself. Some of them are kind of questions that you would maybe ask me like my favorite game, favorite movie and such, which I will answer in the podcast. But I want to start this off by saying, um, who and what is Legeren is the first topic of today's podcast. And um, well, to answer that question, I'm going to have to go back and talk about TFOC, the fun of classic. You can just go on YouTube and check it out. But that is my first channel ever. And I was looking at it the other day, kind of preparing for this uh, recording here. And I gotta say, man, I have nothing on my channel, the Lakeren channel, almost nothing because, well, well, we'll go into it better later. But something is stopping me. But the TFOC channel, the Fun of Classic, 200 plus videos, a bunch of, I mean, a lot of it is total garbage, but some of it, it's just a let's play, or me talking to a friend, or me checking out a game for a brief moment, which are all things I'll do on the actual Lake Garden channel, like uh, take a look at a game, a first look, uh, a beta test, an early access, um, such stuff like that. And talking to people, I mean almost in a podcast form in a couple of the videos. But yeah, the Fun of Classic was the first channel that I made. And this actually goes into a question later on 
here in the podcast uh, uh, my favorite PC game, which are a couple. But to be able to make this go into a nice bubble, whatever that means, um, the Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion was the game that got me back into gaming. Um, and that's how the Fun of Classic channel started. Uh, I was living in a really small village, um, like an hour away from hour away <laughs> from the main capital of Iceland, uh, Reykjavik, um, because uh, we wanted to move into a smaller community. Because I am from a smaller community, I'm from a really tiny village on the east side of Iceland called Stolarfjordur. When I lived there, it was like 100, 120, maybe 150 people there. And I forgot how many people were in that village that we moved uh, next, to the, next to the city. Uh, I lived there for four years. It was Vogar, Vastleisustrand. Um, and we lived there for four years. And uh, in, in these years, not just four years, uh, just ever since I moved, from Stöðafyrir, which was in, um, it was either 1999 or 2000. Let's just say 2000. So from like 2000 to, I'm just going to make a guess, this is probably wrong, but from the year 2000 into like 2010, I think, I didn't really play video games. I mean, I owned a PlayStation 2, and I owned my old, uh, Sega Mega Drive, but then we moved to, um, and I was just playing soccer. That was my life, kicking a ball. That was my life. I wanted to be a pro and all that, and I was damn good. I'm not gonna lie, and I'm not just saying this. Believe me, Lakeran had a talent, and then it got wasted. <laughs> um, I kicked away my talent by just I don't know. Real life kicked in. I was I was uh, just soccer. I uh, went out of my mind, and I'm not really sure how to answer that. It just kind of, not necessarily the interest died, it just something happened, and I just stopped. Maybe all the moving or whatever, I'm not sure what it is, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't really trade it for the world, but of course I would like to uh, score a goal for Liverpool at some point, but uh, that's gone. I'll just have to boot up my FIFA. But to continue with this story, uh, so I don't ramble on, because my goal is actually just a one-hour podcast. So, yeah, we moved to Vogar of Vastlesustrand. And uh, in my first year there, I was also starting high school, um, which is in the city. Uh, I had to, uh, we had to drive like 40 minutes from that village to go to that high school. And I just picked that high school only because it was so close to the village. And I, I uh, graduated, graduated from uh, Flensborg, which was the high school. Um, and there, I was still just playing soccer a lot. And then um, one time at work, I was uh, doing like uh, mowing lawns and such for the village with a bunch of kids. And there was a, there was a guy that uh, told me about... Um, I already discovered Fallout 3. And I was playing it a little bit. And I was talking about Fallout 3 to this guy. And he told me like, but yeah, there's another game. But that game has swords and magic. But it's like Fallout 3, but it's like adventure and uh, med it's like a medieval time fantasy like lord of the rings type of and when i heard lord of the rings i was like you know what say no more i'll try it out and um 
Of course it didn't own the game. And I'm just gonna say it right now. You can call the police. You can call the popo. A friend of mine, another friend of mine in that village, in my mind, was like a hacker. He, he owned so many games that he didn't own. If you catch my drift, you are a pirate. And uh, he, uh, he uh, let's just say, uh, boop, I owned Oblivion. Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion. It was on my PC one day. <clears throat> and um, I played the living goddamn hell out of it. And I loved it. And it's still one of my favorite games of all time. It's a really important game in my life also. Um, and because of that game, I decided to Google, to Google because I was stuck at some point somewhere in the game and I didn't really use the internet at all. I never went on YouTube. I never went on... I never really... Like, sure, I was watching YouTube stuff at high school like when I was waiting for the class to start. But other than that, I just went outside into the IRL world and played soccer. And maybe YouTube videos I was watching, but that was like soccer videos, like tricks and freestyle. Never really did YouTube the way I do now, where I just watch a lot of different stuff. Uh, mainly uh, retro stuff, of course. But yes, I decided to go on YouTube and I just did. Someone told me like, hey, you should like try this. There's this new thing. And imagine that this was, a, this was brand new at this point. Let's Plays. And I just typed in Oblivion, let's play. And the first channel that popped up was GixG17. If you guys don't know who that is, he is one of the OG, the golden age of let's play gaming, GixG17. Also, you might know Variex and such, but Gix was my guy. And he went through Oblivion 4, he went down. That was huge. He went down. He went to Obl he went to Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind and then downer I went to the Elder Scrolls 2 Daggerfall and he touched Elder Scrolls 1 Arena just a little bit because I understand that game is rough but actually I love it. But more into these games later in the podcast. So Geeks D17 was playing Oblivion and I was like oh my god I have a mic and I have a computer and I have a you are a pirate version of Bandicam, which is what I used to uh, record everything for the for the fun of Classic Channel. Bandicam. This was before Fraps. I mean, some people were using Fraps, but I was using Bandicam. I went into Fraps later. Man, this is kind of fun talking about this. <laughs> it's really therapeutic to talk to myself here on the podcast. Anyways, um, so I wanted to make a channel, and I thought to myself... What do I find fun? And I thought, you know what? I own a PlayStation 2. I own a PlayStation 1. But it's really fun playing on my old Sega Mega Drive and playing the Sonic and playing Comic Zone and playing Toy Story. So I just like the fun of classic. That's how that, that's how that became a thing. And that's the name, and I threw it up there, and, and this channel is really important, because uh, through this, I met Bandit, a dear friend of mine today, and the main moderator of the channel, and just a fantastic uh, friend. This, this is where I met uh, Groon. This is where I met um, Veldoril. 
and Jonas John 74 and just up and down the timeline, man. There's so many people I could name. Um, so yeah, that's basically how that started. And then around 2013, I think. That's how long I've been streaming, by the way. I started, I, th I think it was 2013 or 2014 when I made a Twitch account. And my Twitch account was the fun of classic. But then I thought to myself, no, I kind of want to have my Twitch account different. A different name from the YouTube. I don't know why. But um, at this point, I was starting to watch um, ABGN, Angry Video Game Nerd, uh, Pro Jared, The Completionist. Um, gaming historian and such and I was really getting back into uh, retro gaming and of course I didn't own any consoles or games or anything at this point now it's overflowing in my game room consoles and games but at this point um, there was a friend that owned like a, like a, a pie or like a you know like a a console with just a bunch of retro games on it they had a bunch of NES games SNES games Sega Mega Drive, you know, slash Genesis. And I borrowed that from him. And all I had to do was just plug it in my PC. It opened up like a software. And then I just aimed Bandicam on that desktop capture. And that, that's how I streamed most of these uh, retro games. And um, that made me think like, you know what? Damn, I love retro games just a little bit more than those high high HD games and uh, I've been watching a lot of ABGN and stuff I want to do this also but this was before I was thinking about the YouTube channel and so I was streaming under the name Lekerin which means the gamer by the way uh, I'm from Iceland if anyone is stumbling upon this somehow uh, I'm an Icelandic uh, retro collector streamer and on my way to the YouTubes type of dude type of guy so yeah, Lakerin was born kind of out of that, but it was also Lakerin the name. How did that come by? Um, it's almost as tragic as how I found the name, uh, the Funnel Classic. Um, so Tom Cruise was in Iceland and a bunch of actors coming to Iceland here and there. And the reason why I say that is because there was a joke between me and a couple of co-workers. I was like, you know what? We always call Tom Cruise Cruiserin. And I thought to myself, you know what? <laughs> this is horrible. I like video games. I'm gonna call it Lakerin, the gamer. And uh, that's how that came about, because of Tom Cruise. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's it. That's how that came. So... Yeah, who and what is Lakerin? That's a really hard answer to, answer to kind of... That's a hard answer to answer uh, because I've been rambling about up and down the timeline, but now we are at this point. And to know what Lakerin is, I think it's just a, a retro channel where I talk about retro games, but I have my own style, of course, in the, in the retro reviews, which will be heavily edited and planned. 
and such, but of course then I'll have the Let's Plays and the retro hunting and the pickups and like retro memorabilia and just a bunch of stuff that I own. Like I'm also into movies and comic books and mangas and and such. So, you know, maybe just uh, a channel where I focus a lot of like nostalgia and retro, but delve into new stuff also and other interests. So, yeah. Uh, but who is Legeren? Well, Legeren is Birkir Fannar Smarozun, a 30-year-old Icelandic guy that lives on the east side of Iceland in a really tiny village called Dubewood with 400-something people. And um, I love in... I, I live in, like, a, a pearl. And to <laughs> describe that is... I, I am talking about the village. My village is unbelievable. And I'm probably showing some images or videos right now on screen. And as you can see, uh, this is just um, pinpointed right out of a Lord of the Rings novel, Tolkien Village. This is, uh, it is just beautiful. And this is something I want to share also on the Lake Eden channel, maybe in a vlog, or use my beautiful environment in some videos or sketches. Oh yeah, who and what is Legeren? Well, me. Alright. Um, the game room, I wanted to talk about that. Um, I was living with my dad for some years while I was also... Well, when we moved to Dubuod, when we moved from the city, we moved here. I moved from that other small village next to the city, Vogar of Astrasjöstrand, and then we moved to the east side of Iceland, where I'm from. And uh, the village where I live right now, it's, uh, it's an hour away from the village where I'm from. I live in Dubiwood, which is like Deep Dale or Deep Bay or something, or Deep Feared. And it is deep, believe me. And a lot of wind and rain and fog, but it's fine, it's fine. Um, and uh, the game room that I got when I was living with my dad, because my dad lives in a really old house, but there's like a another small attachment building next to it. And that was my space. I had a huge room with my with my bedroom and everything, and then I had an extra room next to it. Huge room! Huge mecha huge room that I miss actually a lot, just because of the space. And I was able to start collecting my retro stuff there. I had this big shelf. I'm probably showing a video right now or a picture. And, um... Yeah, I uh, never did anything there. I, I streamed a lot, but I never, I, I highly, highly, um, really am disappointed in myself that I never started anything uh, there. Uh, I was actually on TV. There was a TV um, station or like a, a TV show on TV, uh, London, that came over. And they uh, brought their equipment and they were taking like an interview with me because this had been going going uh, around the internet later and, and my streams and uh, my collection and just uh, I am a presence online and uh, I'm sadly at the moment uh, a presence online that doesn't really do much but just being a presence instead, instead of making content I'm just here. <laughs> but that's what I'm trying to fix finally. But yeah, I have a big regret that I never really did much in that game room with all that space and all that insane space of me. But honestly, I'm also really glad because, because right now, 
I'm in a smaller space. Uh, I'm in a way, way, way better job. And I got a like a Yamaha MG10XU uh, mixer, and I have a SM7B podcast mic, and I got a Canon EOS 250D camera and two monitors and another monitor on the floor because I don't, I, I don't even use it. Uh, I got a light. A lot of stuff. And this is all stuff that I didn't have in that big game room. Sure, I had a camera, uh, but honestly, my lord, if I would have started my YouTube channel or something, there, there, it would have been horrible. So what I basically did mainly was just streaming, and that was actually going quite well. Um, and I think I kind of want to talk about live streaming and my beginnings in live streaming and when I had seven to 800 viewers a day consistently. I'll talk about that stuff in another podcast. But uh, for now, uh, my smaller game room, it's doable, but it's way smaller than you think. The people that are watching the video format of the podcast can see the, can see the game room. And it, I mean, it looks, looks, looks good, looks big, but it's not. If I stand up from my chair, can I stand um, straight? No, I cannot. The roof is crooked, or however I can describe it. But anyways, anyways, um, let's go into the next topic, which is inspirations with Lake Eden and such. I, I did touch on this a little bit with ABGN, Angry Video Game Nerd, uh, GigsG17, and then we have David R64YT, and uh, he inspired me by just being a little bit different from all the other Let's Plays that I was watching. He was just kind of playing the games that he wanted to play. Not that necessarily GigsD17 wasn't playing games he wanted to play, but he was just focusing on the Elder Scrolls games, which I was a big, big fan of. But David uh, was playing, like, Planetside 2, and I was playing that game a lot. It's one of my favorite games of all time, actually, but only back then. The game now is a uh, horrible, horrible. Okay, not horrible, but it's not the same. Um, and then he delved into some Raptor games also, but then um, I got in introduced to League of Legends also through him, which is a game that I really enjoy, and I've played it for years. But then he started his um, my legendary, I might add, legendary Minecraft series, Ax Axis Adventures in Minecraft. And I think those series, you probably know what that is. If you don't, go and watch it. It was when Minecraft was just about to blow up. It was at the highest peak of like Minecraft content, I would say, because we were following all the new updates that came out then, and the game was just so like fresh and new, and he was doing these uh, Minecraft Let's Plays. And because of Minecraft, I met um, Nagy Doll, which is another, another YouTuber, and I met him, and through watching him, I met one of my best friends, which is Valderil, and, and Jonas Jones 74 So through this, I was able to meet these other people. Um, and actually, I met Bandit through World of Warcraft. And just to jump into that, just, just, just a brief moment. Bandit and I are fantastic friends. We have never met in real life. And we are still just fantastically, fantastically, sparklingly great friends. And we met in World of Warcraft. And the day that I was streaming World of Warcraft, 
I just wanted to play the last day of my trial and then I was going to uninstall the game. And he, I believe, was just kind of also just kind of saying bye to the game. And I made, I think I made a Blood Elf and I was just roaming around the beginning area as a Blood Elf. And I just, I'm not really sure how we met in the game, but we started talking. And then here we are years and years later, and we are great, great friends to this day. Um, but yeah, inspirations. Uh, gaming historian uh, inspired me a lot because uh, he went into the history of the video games. And I love that. I actually just... Uh, last night I got uh, my order of uh, the uh, the epic history of video games, or what is it called? Uh, the I forgot the complete history of video games, or something. There's no pictures or anything. It's just a bunch of like interviews and history and such. And I mean that sounds boring, but to me I love reading that stuff. Uh, so and also his videos were like really well researched and edited, and but also not insanely edited, but also had flow. But I'm going to say also one more time. And also, just uh, we're so unique. That's what I'm trying to say. And then, I'm going to just call this like a cake. Pro Jared, Peanut Butter Gamer, um, like uh, John Tron. Those I watched a lot, but I never really have a favorite of them. At this time today, I, I do still watch a lot of Pro Jared. I'm, I don't care about this huge mega drama that happened, this drama explosions, explosion that happened with Pro Jared. That's his deal and, and the deal, everything around that is just other people's deal. I still really like him as content creator. And whatever happened, just, you know, I just still watch the videos. Um, the completionist really humble guy uh i've actually talked to him like sure that that's not a big deal but i've talked to him on like uh, twitter and such and i i thought he would never answer me but years ago he answered me and we had a little bit of a talk and he pa was papping me to start to make my own stuff and then uh inspirations uh, like the biggest one today uh are two Two guys, one of them is uh, Game Dave, which I would love to get a guest as a guest at some point on the podcast. And I'll, I'll talk about Game Game Dave in just a moment. But um, there's also uh, another one that um, I've had a little bit more connection to. Uh, he kind of introduced me to Game Dave, and that's Russ Lyman. Uh, Russ has been on a podcast with me before. Uh, we have also talked a lot, and he is a hard worker on 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 YouTube, guys. You should go out and check out my friend Russ Lyman. And I met Russ through the Retro Reductibus guys, and I've actually been on two of them, two of their episodes. Uh, one we were talking about the Back to the Future movies, and the other one we were just kind of talking about Iceland and me a little bit. And maybe I'll go back there and talk about Legan and such. But yeah, uh, through Retro Reductibus, which I highly recommend. Fantastic guys. I just uh, honestly, just we are friends already. Besties. And uh, just unbelievably kind-hearted and 
uh, retro gaming enthusiasts and all memorabilia and pop culture and it's just a fantastic gang of people and then yeah uh, russ lyman is just such a humble guy great friend of mine never met him maybe i'll do in the future and uh he is a hard worker and it's with russ lyman and game dave and i cannot believe the subscription numbers they are so unbelievably undersubscribed i cannot believe that they don't have more subscribers i i i don't understand but of course with game dave and he has said this before and the people watching him the group of us the game dave uh fans um we kind of like where it's now like uh, when he does a video of um bammy corner or the main game dave series it has a lot of views but it's not as much as i honestly thought he had before i even checked i never really checked the viewer numbers i was like man these are millions of views and then i looked down and it was not millions of views um boggles my mind he deserves so much more but it's also nice to kind of have him at this point now where it's just kind of us watching him and uh, the videos are high 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 quality and my inspirations from game dave is we are a little bit similar hopefully game dave is not listening to this podcast right now and thinking that's a little bit creepy but no we are the same you and me game dave <laughs> no we are uh i would say me and game dev are kind of similar not as in like content because he is pumping out the content i've been doing that for years and i have not started but i think once i start uh, i'm drawing a lot of inspiration from all these content creators and uh game dave because when i started watching him that was different because i saw myself on the screen now, I'm I'm trying to explain this without uh, him giving me a restraining order. <laughs> no, um, it was just like all the stuff he was doing. I always thought my content would look like that, and my flow of my videos would have this flow and such. And it's hard to explain without. I can't even really explain it, but like, I'm a big fan of the Japanese NES, the Famicom. Uh, and I was just starting randomly kind of to start uh, collecting for the Famicom. And then I saw his show, The Famic Corner, and I was live streaming for Game TV. And I had a little bit of a tiny live stream show on Game TV called The Retro Corner or Retro Hornith. And I was like, wait a minute. And uh, so that's the similarity there a little bit. And then just um, honestly, I think if I could ever edit like game dave puts in his videos nowadays because i know he's just gonna grow on this i think he's just gonna get better and better but if i could edit my my favorite game dave the main series episode no it's actually not a main series episode well my favorite main series episode is, is uh, kirby but my favorite family corner episode is the ghostbusters one I think <laughs> maybe all of them, but yeah, uh, editing the editing in, in that one is like, oh my God, if I could just do this, then I would be good. I don't have to go further. I think I, I could just stop at this point there and my, my videos would just have this type of quality, which is unbelievable quality. 
And I think, talking about quality, all the other channels had that, of course. Gaming Historian, ABGN, you know, Pro Jared and such. But um, Game Dave stood out so hard um, out of all of them. Even ABGN and all that is just... I found the channel that I want to um, learn from, and I have. And I've talked to Game Dave before, and and uh, I listened to his podcast, um, Digitally Distracted, and I uh, got like two T-shirts, and uh, and uh, have a have a motivational video from him also. Like uh, Russ Lyman is also with him. They they met at a con, and he sent me like a motivational video and. It just means a lot to me, and uh, his channel means a lot to me, and uh, he's just doing unbelievable work, and he is my favorite YouTuber for sure, and uh, I look up to him a lot, and uh, he's just an unbelievable, humbly, humbly, fantastically sparkly guy, and I highly recommend Game Dave. Alright, next to the next topic. What is stopping me from starting? I've actually been talking about this with a dear friend of mine, Matt, who is the voice actor for Rob the Robot. Legan, what does that mean? <laughs> You'll see. So Matt and I, we met through the Cinema Massacre, which is uh, part of Angry Video Game Nerd, or Angry Video Game Nerd is a part of Cinema Massacre. I am actually an admin on the Cinema Massacre Facebook site. The Facebook uh, like fan group, but that is basically the site itself. I'm an admin there, and that's how I met Matt, because I sent uh, a request for someone. I got a lot of, actually, I think I got like 10 uh, voice recordings from members there, because I sent in, I'm looking for someone to be the voice of Rob the Robot for my videos. And I heard a lot of different... Uh, Heard a lot of different like takes, a lot of different voices, and then there was this guy Matt, and he sent me. And I was in the middle of work. I was just working. It was snowing. I was like outside in the in the freezing cold. Iceland 101, and he sent me a voice recording. He was like, "Hey man, I don't really have a lot of time right now, but I'll send you a little bit later." And nothing really came from him the entire day but then when I was done at work there was like maybe six hours and nothing I was like oh okay maybe he just forgot to send me or something and I was looking through other people I was about to pick and then I got a message from Matt and it was a comp uh how can you say this um it was not just like a random recording on his phone no 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 he planned out a bunch of voices edited all the voices it was just like a, a professionally made package of a bunch of like voice acting voices. And I was like, oh my God. And just his main normal voice is epic. But yeah, just, uh, just wait until you hear his, his raw voice and all the voices. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. So uh, yeah, yeah. What is stopping me from starting? So I'm getting there. Uh, me and this dear friend of mine, Matt, have been talking about this. And, you know, I am not sure. When I was at my dad's place, the only thing that was stopping me was I was at my dad's place. Like, my dad would walk in the room or, like, 
my brother's kids, which is nothing wrong with that. But like, if I'm writing a script or I'm, I'm recording something, it was just my time there was odd. I was working a job that was uh, eight to five, just a normal job hour, I would say. But now I'm in a different job. I'm in an I'm in an ice uh, fish farm. I'm, I work at a fish farm out on sea, on a boat. And we work seven days, a seven-day shift. But then I get seven days off. And this actually, the time of this recording is my second day off. Out of seven. And sure, that sounds amazing. And I understand that is a lot of time that all these content creators would dream about. And it blew my mind when I I noticed or heard or figured it out, and also Game Dave did talk about this at some point later, that he, I thought his job was the channel. But that's not the case. He's a teacher at a school and has a similar hour, I would guess, to where what I had in my old job. But still, he's pumping out videos, high con, high quality content, and and a podcast, and the main series episodes, and the Famicorn episodes, and other videos. He's restoring an arcade machine. I don't understand how on earth he finds the time. And he has said himself before that, well, that's the thing. <laughs> There's not a lot of time. But here I have a lot of time, and I woke up 8 a.m. in the morning today to prep for this podcast recording. And later on, I'm going to also do something else, late getting related. So what is stopping me? I don't really have an answer, but like today, where I am now in the new game room and the new circumstances around my job and the hours that I have, there's also real life. Like my, I'm trying to structure this as uh, my girlfriend goes to work when I'm in the breaks. She goes to work, let's say, 8 a.m. And sometimes she's done around 2 or 4 p.m. Sometimes tw uh, 12 or 1 p.m. And then she has a, she has a hairdresser also. So that also takes time when she's doing that or when she's doing nails. That takes sometimes hours to do. What am I doing with those hours like sure i could be recording a video upstairs but but people can hear me uh <laughs> you know if i'm dressed up like a banana for a sketch in a video like oh this game on the nes sounds like a banana smells like a banana tastes like a banana banana i can't do that when someone is home i don't even know if i would do a sketch like that but that's not the point the point is i try to schedule Waking up a little bit early and just kind of do something until uh, 2 or 4 p.m. And then uh, I usually maybe just go live on Twitch or something or do something else when she is working as a hairdresser or doing the, the nails. It, maybe I don't have to, but I understand noises and such. You know, that's not really stopping me, but that's just me being respectful. But uh, the thing that is stopping me from 
sitting down, writing the script, uh, playing... Wait, no, no, that's the wrong order. Recording the gameplay, writing the script, noting stuff down, uh, recording me on screen, recording me writing from... uh, talking from the script about stuff happening on screen, me researching the game, me going online, finding uh, scenes to show on screen, me going, using the camera to record um, background stuff or, 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 or still shots of games or close-ups or... And then, of course, the, the voice-overing and then the editing. I'm a one-man show. And so are a lot of these YouTubers that I highly respect and enjoy watching. So I think I am stopping myself. And of course, I'm not blaming this. But my ADHD is making me go crazy. Specifically when... Here's something that happens often. Let's say... I get insanely interested in Pokemon again. And that is, it blows up in my brain. And I can't think about anything but Pokemon for like seven or ten days. But here's the thing. I go to work in my shift. Seven day shift. Twelve hours. And I'm on board thinking about all these things that I'm thinking about. And then I go home and I can't, I can't, I come home around 7 p.m. sometimes. I can't just go upstairs and just smash the keyboard and throw out my ideas and, you know, it's hard. It's, uh, and then the next day, like, Rings of Powers, the Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power come out. I'm like, oh, Lord of the Rings, like, bye-bye Pokemon, hello, Lord of the Rings. Or, or like, Formula One, bye-bye Lord of the Rings, here's Formula One. And I own so much stuff different type of stuff that I'm interested in which is helping because I own those things and I can when I enjoy this or that I can go and enjoy this and that now but yeah ADHD for sure Uh, giving me a hard time on a lot of stuff and all it's also interest like sometimes I'm heavily into editing and that's for like two days. And then on day three, I'm like, man, like, no, I don't want to do editing for a long time. And that is hindering me sometimes. And then some, some other days I'm like recording like all day, all these different like test takes before the actual take, instead of just doing the actual take and have that done for it. And then I'm doing like, like the script and then I'm, you know, it's crazy. My, my brain is crazy. And, uh, that is kind of stopping me, but uh, as you can see and hear, I'm working on stuff. Um, here's a small question also. Why retro? Um, there's just something about 8-bit and 16-bit look, feel, and sound. If I can, because this is dragging on. I want this to be maybe just an hour-long podcast, and I have a couple of more stuff here. But just briefly, retro, nostalgia, even though... PlayStation 2 was my go-to console. But yeah, I think it's just the nostalgia and just the the sound, feel, and look of it. And uh, the retro era of games was just pure 
and there's something beautiful about it and simple. And also goddamn hard. Um Twitch plans. Live stream plans. Um, I think honestly I want to stream less and focus more on videos for YouTube because I feel like if I build up a platform on YouTube and then I go live, then maybe some people that enjoy me there might come over to my Twitch channel and watch me there. Of course, when I go live and stream, I'm not looking at the viewer numbers, but of course, my kind of goal and dream is to have like 50 or maybe 100 people watching con consistently. But that also scares me if that would happen because then I would maybe lose the connection to the people that come always, my regulars, which are only like seven or 10. But hey, I love talking to all these guys, all these, all these, all these people. Um, and that's something I want to talk about Twitch. I want to have Twitch as a topic for another podcast um, and talk about like my time back in the day with 700 to 800 viewers a day and all that stuff and all that explosion and, and all that. I'll talk about that later. But yeah, Twitch plans stream a little bit less, but you know, I got some plans. So here are, is a segment in the podcast where I go over a couple of my favorite stuff because I was thinking like, what are questions that you guys might ask me because I am asking me the questions, but, uh, <laughs> or the topics, but yeah, um, I'm going to try to go over this briefly. So this is basically just my favorite consoles and games. So let's go down the list real quick. But, but, but before that, here is my today's, uh, Sponsor! Nothing. Nothing is a great service that helps you do absolutely nothing. Whether it be in your home, in space, underwater, or near a fire, nothing beats having nothing. Nothing answers life's old questions like, How did that lemon get behind there? And what makes that Canadian goose stop at the red light? Why isn't there a golf course at the bottom of the ocean? Or the age-old problem of, where do smaller rocks come from? Have you ever wondered how nobody is living in Earth's molten core yet? I have, and now you can too. Signing up is super easy, and it's proven to have so many benefits. I choose my sponsors carefully, obviously, and nothing ticks all of the items on my list like smell, twinkle, and cac uh, cactus. Uh, uh, if you use the link that is not in the description below and sign up not really today, you will get 400 extra nothing to start your journey. The first 100 people will also get 100% discount, so don't hesitate. You get nothing. There is nothing. As you can hear, I don't have a sponsor. Nothing. There's nothing there. Yeah, maybe one day. So, my favorite Game Boy game. Um, I'm going to have to be really generic and say Pokemon Red. Because it was just a, that's a whole other topic for a, a podcast in the future. But um, Pokemon was huge in my school. And not just my school. All of Iceland. But it really grabbed my, my, my group of friends. Was, was, which was a tiny, tiny, tiny group of friends. 
And but that brought us closer to all the other groups in the school because everyone was playing Pokemon. But here's the thing about Pokemon Red. That was my first one. I bought it in Skivan with my own money, which was huge. But then I traded that Pokemon cartridge with a friend. And I got blue instead. And my my favorite type element in any game or anything is always water. That's my go-to in anything. So yeah, blue. Blue was my is my favorite Game Boy game of all time, I think. Pokemon Blue. Uh favorite NES game. That's kinda like I'm gonna have to slash that in half. Like NES games that I appreciate and I play a lot, just kind of jump into those games here and there. I'm going to have to say Rockin' Cats because it's such a unique game and I think it's just a hidden gem and a game that a lot of people never really talk about. And then Gunsmoke, which is a wild western, like a top-down shooter, kind of arcade collecting the points and the bounties type of a game. And you hear that music like throughout the entire damn level. But those two games, I highly like I I appreciate them a lot. But um like those I would say kinda are my favorite. But like de- like near and dear to my heart are just games that I owned when I was little. And I didn't really own a lot of NES games. And the games that I remember the most playing when I was little was uh, North and South, I believe that's the name of the game. North and South, and then Super Mario Bros. 3, I used to play it a lot with my brother. And then Ninja Gaiden, because I used to play it a lot with my friends. And we were like, well, also Tiny Toons. I remember that. But of course, I did try out Zelda and such, but I, I, I remember only owning these three games. North and South, Super Mario Bros. 3, and Ninja Gaiden. I remember those three games I just kind of owned. That's the only like NES. But my NES collection has grown a lot since then. Uh, so, uh, again here. Uh, this is the Japanese version of the NES. This is favorite Famicom game. And this is kind of odd. But the first cartridge that I got for my Famicom was Zelda 1. And sure, we had that gold cartridge for the NES, but honestly, that has nothing on the Famicom green cartridge. I mean, it is beautiful. And I'm probably showing a picture or a video or something like that in the video version of the podcast. So yeah, Zelda 1, my favorite game on the Famicom. And to take like a Famicom exclusive game, it would be... uh, Takashi's Challenge, because I, I, I discovered that game through Jontron, and then I bought a copy of that game myself, and it just, uh, it's a hilarious, ridiculous game, and it's my favorite Famicom game also. Favorite Super Nintendo game? Um, I remember owning the Super Nintendo when I was little, or my brother owned it, and I only remember two games. Chrono Trigger, and maybe I played Chrono Trigger at a friend's place or something. Maybe I didn't own the game. I own it today, but uh, not sure back then. So Chrono Trigger, 
And then, what was the name of the other one? I remember owning this one. It was, it was Pilot, Pilot Wings, I think it was called. Pilot Wings? I think. Yes. Flying planes and clients and helicopters and I love that. I love that game. So yeah, I would say Chrono Trigger and Pilot Wings. Um, favorite N64 game. So I only owned one N64 game, but there's a lot of kids in my village that owned the N64. Uh, I only owned Mario Party 2, and I picked that game specifically only because it had a cowboy theme. Uh, and then another game that I that I, that I got got later, like this is just a couple of years ago from now, a game that I I, I played a lot uh, when I was at my dad's place, and that was Jet Force Gemini or Gemini, Jet Force Gemini, uh, for the N64, highly underrated and just a hidden gem, I would say. And then of course I played a lot of uh, Cell Dock Arena of Time and Mario 64 at friends' houses. I never owned those games. Uh, but I went to like friends, friends, uh, and and played it there. And uh, I I I really like Ocarina of Time, but I've never beat it, and I've never beat it beaten Mario sixty four. But I love them for like nostalgia reasons. Uh, favorite Nintendo Wii U, not a Wii. I never owned a Wii, but technically I own a Wii because I own a Nintendo Wii U, and a, the Nintendo Wii U is an unsung hero. Well, maybe not, but I own one. I love it, and it's, uh, I'm just going to pick the first game, because I want to talk about the Nintendo Wii U in the future, so uh, yeah, my favorite game on that console is Zelda The Wind Waker, because it was the first game I bought from the, for the console, and I just, I loved it. I love that console, and I really, really love that game. Um, favorite Nintendo Switch game? Here's the thing, I don't own a Nintendo Switch, maybe I will in the future. Uh, I'm just really focusing on collecting retro-related stuff, and um, Switch is uh, expensive. Uh, but of course, I've played games here and there at my friends' places. But honestly, me getting a Nintendo Switch would be a really good thing, because there's so many games on there that I've never played. I've never played an Animal Crossing game and such. And um, yeah, it, it would also open like a, a gate for me to be able to play with my friends that live in the city. Because a lot of those friends, like my retro friends, um, they don't really play a lot of PC games. And um, yeah, I think that would open a floodgate of awesomeness if I would ever get that console. Um, so my favorite Nintendo Power magazine, well, it's just one. And it's issue 54 because my dog name is Pegasus. And I feel like this is a like a, a Pegasus on the front cover. And I don't know. But of course, the Holy Grail is issue one. And to own all of it, of course. But yeah, uh, I really enjoy Nintendo Power. It's something that we didn't get in Iceland. And uh, yeah, I, I really wish I had more. And maybe I will own more. Um, favorite Sega Mega Drive game? Genesis. But in Europe, it's uh, Mega Drive. Well, here is the thing. This is the first console I ever owned myself, and this is the first game, video game I ever played, ever. I was thinking it might have been Monkey Island on a PC at my neighbor's house, 
but I think the first game I ever played ever was Sonic the Hedgehog. And uh, that game has a huge meaning to me, and I want to dedicate an entire podcast episode to Sonic. So just going to touch briefly on this, that Sonic the Hedgehog means a lot to me, and it's the first game I ever played, first game I ever owned. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really important. And also, I want to mention Streets of Rates 2 and Comics Zone. These two games I only played. I always just played Sonic. Sonic 1 and 2 and 3. Um, but I only played Streets of Rates 2 and Comic Zone when I was like feeling under the weather or, well, when I was sick at home. For some reason, I didn't want to play Sonic and I put out Streets of Rates 2 or Comic Zone. I don't know why. And by the way, Comic Zone needs a remake right now. Um, favorite Sega Master System game? The Master System is a console that I really enjoy collecting for. Uh, my brother's wife gave me her console. She gave me her Master System many years ago. And that made me start collecting for... So the Sega Master System is an 8-bit version of the Sega Genesis. It's basically a Nintendo Entertainment System, but just a Sega System. Sega Master System. And um, my favorite game on that is, well, there's a lot of games that I like, but my favorite one is Sonic, <laughs> the 8-bit version of Sonic 1, uh, which is a totally different game than the Sega Mega Drive Genesis game. Uh, check it out. Uh, my favorite Sega Saturn game. Well, the thing is, I own the virtual stick for some reason. It's just being a collector. You own a lot of stuff that you don't own everything for. I don't own a Sega Saturn, but I own a bunch of Sega Saturn games like Panzer Dragoon, Virtual Fighter and such. And I own the virtual stick, but uh, don't own the console. So uh, yeah, I mean, I always enjoyed playing Panzer Dragoon. So that's my favorite game, I guess, on the Sega Saturn. Um, my favorite PlayStation 1 game. It would be Ape Escape, Dino Crisis, Krog, Legend of the Gobos, and Yu-Gi-Oh! Forbidden Memories. I'm gonna dedicate the whole podcast in the future to Yu-Gi-Oh! But like, Ape Escape, I loved... Back then, it was, for me, in my eyes, that was huge to be able to control differently in that game from all the other games. That was also similar to Dino Crisis. Those two games had... A really unique con- con- control scheme that I liked a lot, and just I don't know, huge nostalgia to those games. Croc, Legends of the Gobos, the the unsung hero that almost was a Yoshi game. Just a beautiful, lovely game, but uh, introduced me to Katakaras actually, but horrible control scheme. But just a really fun game, though. Yu-Gi-Oh! Forbidden Memories. I used to play it so much. And this was when I was deeply into the actual physical game of Yu-Gi-Oh! Which I own a lot of my old decks still. And actually, the deck that I picked back in the day, which I don't own today, but I will, is um, the Yu-Gi-Oh! Starter deck. Pegasus. And then later on, I got uh, Joey. And then I got, uh, you know, Yami Yugi and... Kaiba and such. But uh, 
Yu-Gi-Oh! Forbidden Memories, you were able to scan your own cards, I remember, into the game and all that. And I just love the look of that game. The gameplay is really rough, but it's it's unique. And the music in, in For Forbidden Memories is just, I love it. Um, I can see the, the podcast is not going to be just an hour long. <laughs> uh, sorry for my rambling. But um, yeah, let's jump into the, the favorite PlayStation 2 game. Well, Dragon Quest VIII, Journey of the Cursed King, was my favorite, like, PlayStation 2 game that I love to, like, like a favorite game. Not the, play, not the game that I played the most, but my favorite game of the collection that I had. But then I traded Dragon Quest VIII to a friend, and I forgot what game I got back or maybe i just sold no i think i sold them my copy of dragon quest 8 and i took the money and i went to skivan which is like a store in the mall which was next to really close to my house and i took the money and i remember i bought um some racing game i played it i hated it I took it back, and I traded that crappy racing game with one of my favorite games of all time. Dark Chronicle slash Dark Cloud 2. That is one of my favorite games of all time. I almost cry when the main menu music starts. Um... Yeah, so that's kind of how I got uh, my favorite game, Dragon Quest, out of my life and into another life, which was Dark Chronicle, but now today I own both copies. <laughs> so also GTA San Andreas, which is something I could talk about for hours. But the thing is, I remember when I bought GTA San Andreas. Um, oh, oh, here's a timer I'm supposed to stop, but I'm going to finish. I have a couple of more things I want to talk about. I'm sorry. This is not going to be an hour-long podcast. <laughs> Sorry, mom, but when I tricked my mom into buying a copy of GTA San Andreas, because I told her it was a driving game and a flying game. I could fly planes, I could drive cars. And I wasn't lying about that, but of course we all know it's a it's a heavily 18 plus type of game. You you know, there's a lot of crazy missions and and the story and all that stuff. But honestly, I didn't play GTA San Andreas like the other kids. Like I I used to go to school and like they were like, man, I was like shooting all these, all these, all these NPCs. I was like driving my car into like a building and making it explode. And I was like, like, I was like, oh, uh, did you get the flying license? I can fly planes now. I, I fly a lot. And uh, um, I drive, uh, I'm like in a, in a street racing because uh, like Fast and Furious just came out and so I was like, I'm racing all the time. So basically, in GTA San Andreas, I wasn't really lying to my mom because all I did in that game was flying around and driving around. Sure, I played the main story and so that was cool, man, that was hip, but I played GTA San Andreas in my own way as in open world and just did what I want. And here's another Yu-Gi-Oh! game that I really loved uh, which I don't want to go too much into because I want to dedicate a Yu-Gi-Oh! segment in a podcast in the future, and that is Yu-Gi-Oh! Duelist of the Roses. The music I love, the art style, and that theme, I I just I love it. 
Moving on. Favorite PlayStation 3 game. I never really played anything on the PlayStation 3, but a friend of mine owned a PlayStation 3, and the game that we used to play on that console, the only game I've ever played on PlayStation 3, was Black, which was a really ahead of its time uh, first person shooter, which I own today. But I actually own that game on PlayStation 2. I, I didn't even know it was on PlayStation 2. But uh, I own it. PlayStation 3 completely skipped it. Uh, my favorite game on the PlayStation 4. Never really played it. I kind of stopped at PlayStation 2, really. And I, I collect... Today, I collect, like, old-school classic retro PC games and then PlayStation 2 and all the way down the timeline. That's how I collect. But, yeah, I basically never really played the PlayStation 4. PlayStation 5? <laughs> I'm just gonna have to wait for the PlayStation 6 because if I ever would ever get a PlayStation 5, it would be so late that the PlayStation 6 would be already out. Um, my favorite PSP. Don't forget the PSP. I played that so much. And I have so many stories about the PSP. But Dexter, if you remember the games Jack and Dexter on PlayStation 2, there was a specific game only about Dexter on the PSP. That's my favorite game on the PSP. Love it. Here we go. My favorite PC game. I would have to say there's so many. And of course, we got Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion. But my favorite game on the PC would have to be the Elder Scrolls 2 Daggerfall. Which is going to be its own podcast in the future for sure. And the Elder Scrolls games in general. Uh, Hearthstone was a big part of my life. Specifically when I was streaming and I, uh, I, I discovered Hearthstone when I just kind of started to make my Laker and Twitch channel way back in the day. And also around that time, I broke my finger at work. I was, my, my hand was in like a cat, like a, what is, what is it called? A cast? A cast? Basically, I was only able to use one hand. So Hearthstone came in handy, but I had to use my mouse on my left hand. I used my right hand. So that was always really odd. But Hearthstone was a big part of my streaming beginnings. And I met a lot of people through Hearthstone, and I really love Hearthstone, but today it is so all over the place that I don't know really what to love anymore. But Hearthstone, big part of my life. And I think my favorite, like, HD, brand new type of a PC game, I also have to have that in there. It will always be Red Dead Redemption 2, but maybe... Elder Scroll 6 will take that title whenever that comes out, or Starfield. But right now, Red Dead Redemption 2. I like the Cowboys. The Wild West. Favorite board game. And what I think I mean there is physical. Well, I haven't really played a lot of board games. I've delved into Dungeons and Dragons with a couple of my friends, but never really able to do it, because uh, we never find the time, and I live on the other side of Iceland. So I can never be there. But Yu-Gi-Oh! The collectible card game. My favorite like physical game ever. Um, Favorite Xbox game. And I just typed 
Favorite Xbox game, ha 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 ha, I guess Halo 1. So what I mean by this is, I never played the Xbox. Barely knew any friends that owned the Xbox, but I remember when I, my, when I met my stepbrother for the first time, he owned an Xbox and we played like Star Wars Battlefront 2, which I love, and then we played a lot of Halo. But that's my only experience with the Xbox. Favorite mobile game? Kind of weird, but I do play a lot of mobile games, but it's not, it's not the crappy ones, believe me. The mobile games that I like are Drop, Wizard Tower, Pac-Man 256, Kingdoms 2 Crowns, basically just the Kingdom games, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links, Pokemon Go, and, I, well, I don't play Pokemon Go now, I'm not gonna go outside and, like, collect the Pokemans, but I mean, Pokemon Go is just a, such a huge, fantastic thing to happen to the world when it came out, that of course, I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, I honestly am kind of disappointed that it wasn't like 8-bit style looking everything. And it, I feel like it, it, it looks bad. I gotta say, it looks bad in my eyes. I wanted it to be 8-bit. That's all. Fallout Shelter. And my name is Birkir. And there is an arcade 8-bit game on mobile called Birks, basically in Denmark, my name is Birk, in Iceland it's Birkir, and there's a game called Birks Adventure, where you play a small viking adventuring around an 8-bit world, and it's actually legit and good. Yeah, yeah, and then Shovel Knight Dig, that just came out. I like that, but I, I play that on the PC more. But Shovel Knight Dig for sure. And then I have Baldur's Gate, Icewind Dale, and Neverwinter Nights on my phone. But I play it on the PC also, but eh, I delve it into my phone also. So here we go. Let's try to... Because uh, I have some, some, some stuff I want to say in the end of the podcast. And uh, this section of the podcast was not really planned, but I'm just kind of going over some stuff. So, yeah. Favorite movie? It will always be The Mummy, 1999. The Mummy, 1999. With Brandon Fraser. That is my favorite movie of all time. My favorite trilogy of all time is Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3. But in my mind, my mind, it is just one movie. Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3. So I'm going to have to say Back to the Future, the trilogy, and of course, Lord of the Rings. But a side note, also, one of my favorite movies of all time is Serenity. And I'll talk about that for sure. Firefly and Serenity will get its own podcast section. Believe me. But Serenity means a lot to me, that movie, and the show Firefly. But my favorite movie of all time is The Mummy, 1999. Um, me and my girlfriend, just a lot of my friends, but like, I think like the movie that me and my girlfriend like both, I think equally, but me, maybe it's more important to me, but, uh, Shawshank Redemption is one of my all time favorites. My, um, guilty pleasure movie is Summer Catch. Fight me! 
Summer Cats is awesome. I love it. It's about baseball. I don't know. I love it. Hit me hard. I love it. And then, talking about hitting me hard, Green Book with Viggo Mortensen hit me hard. And uh, it's a really special movie, and I, I love it. All right. Favorite TV show? Firefly. Firefly is my favorite show of all time. Didn't even get a whole season, but it is. But if we're going to have to talk about a whole season, then the first season of Prison Break is my favorite of all time. There's a lot of other shows that I like a lot. But yeah, Firefly and Prison Break, but mainly Firefly. Here's another thing that was a big part of my life and still is, but was a huge part when I was growing up. When I was at like, when I was like... 13 up to like 17. This was, this was my life. Uh, manga. I collect a lot of manga books today. I just basically got uh, um, like a, a box, box covered copy of Nasuga of the Valley of the Wind. But my favorite manga of all time is Hunter Hunter or Hunter x Hunter. My favorite art style, my favorite manga of all time, period. I also liked Berserk, and there's another manga nowadays that kind of similar to Berserk, which is called Vinland Saga, which actually the main character in that story is from Iceland, and it's a Viking saga in the same style and look and feel and grittiness as Berserk. And Berserk is just glorious, and everyone should read it in the world. Naruto hit me hard, the anime and the manga it was just like i was in that naruto craze and i just kind of grew up with naruto it was like at that point like i, I was i was reading re reading the manga and watching the anime and i was kind of when he was becoming older i was becoming older so i kind of grew up with naruto up to naruto shibuden and then i stopped um and of course i watched like bleach uh and rat of of course the manga bleach and then Akira um, uh, and uh, Ghost in the Shell and such, you know, classics that I, I like, like, like a lot. And uh, yeah, and then of course we have here the brother, uh, the brother of the, the author and the, the artist of Naruto. He made his own manga also, and that was called 666 Satan or All Parts Hunters. And that was the first manga that I bought to have a physical version. So yeah, big manga fan. There's so many things that I'm missing out there, but uh, you know, these are my tops. Favorite anime, uh, Hunter Hunter, Hunter x Hunter, the 1999 version. 2011 remake is, is fantastic. It gives us the ant arc and all that stuff, but there's something about the grittiness and the lighting and the feel and the look of Hunter x Hunter, Hunter, Hunter. Basically, some people say Hunter x Hunter, but you say Hunter Hunter. It's complicated. Um, yeah, that's my favorite. And like, everything Studio Ghibli. And then I have in here also Ghost in the Shell, Akira. And then, of course, this is not really an anime, but this is my favorite, like... It means a lot to me. Avatar, The Last Airbender. If you know, <laughs> you know. It is amazing. Cactus juice! It will crunch you. So, future plans. And again, sorry for the length of the first podcast, but this is my first as an actual real podcast 
even though I already have done podcasts in the past, but that was not that was that was never the one. But this is the one. This is episode zero. <laughs> um, yeah. So, future plans. Well, a future plan is to do Laker and Podcast episode one with a guest, and then go go further, of course, further up the numbers. Um, start my Laker and channel finally. Uh, make vlogs, stream more, maybe change up my streams, uh, have a specific day where I'm always on because now it's just really random. I just go up and down, up and down. And um, I don't know, calm my mind and let my creativity flow, I guess. But yeah, um, this is the end of the self-cast. I'm probably going to have to do a self-cast later on in the future. A self-cast is a podcast where you're just alone. Talking to I'm talking to no one right now. I'm talking to the camera and the screen. And um I just want to say thank you so much for watching and listening because this podcast is in two forms: video format and audio format. The audio format is probably gonna always go live way before the video format, because sometimes when I do uh, there, there might be some podcast episodes in video form that might be heavily more edited than the other ones. Because sometimes I may be talking about a movie, talking about a scene, talking about a game, and I want to show a clip or a picture of something. And that takes time to to find that and edit that. So keep that in mind. But I just want to say thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. There are some people here on the Twitch channel. This is being recorded live. And uh, I just want to I just, I just say... And what I'm trying to say is uh, thank you guys so much for watching. I'll see you guys in the next podcast episode or video on YouTube or stream. And uh, you know what? Nostalgia is a really important thing and it should be important to you. See you guys in the next episode. Leg it in wherever, whenever. I'm trying to find like an outro. I'm not finding it. So I'm just going to say bye. See you guys later. See ya.